And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello, and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is one way we meet high-achieving, successful leaders at the intersection of their personal and professional lives and join them on their way to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret. It's a complicated, confusing world out there, and the way through is often unclear. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for high-performing leaders and teams. Coaching, mentoring, training, and consulting are the ways we support your growth in leading and relating. With True Course as your guide, you'll successfully navigate challenges and reach your goals more surely and quickly. Organizations we serve become places that people love to work, serve, and be customers. This week, I facilitated a group discussion about disagreement and argument. These are two skills we need so desperately, but often avoid like the plague. And when we do disagree or argue, we do a poor, largely unproductive job of it. I asked the group why they were afraid of disagreement and argument. Some of their answers were not being right being wrong, looking bad, hurting another person's feelings, feelings of threat to self-esteem, personal respect, and even our sense of existence. Disagreement and argument are important because disciplined exercise of these have led to great discoveries and innovations through our history. They are also important because if there is no disagreement expressed between two people in the conversation, then one of the persons is irrelevant to the matter. In this podcast, I want to offer you some important tips we shared together that can perhaps help you do a good job of disagreeing and arguing. A few of these were prompted by these books. The Coddling of the American Mind by Greg Lukianoff and Jonathan Haidt. Think Again by Adam Grant. And Dialogue, The Art of Thinking Together by William Isaacs. There are several important perspectives that we must bring to dialogue and argument. The first is, there is never 100% agreement between anyone on anything. Everyone's reality is their own. Their truth is their own. And these never align 100% between two individuals. We're all on the search. It's important to decide if the disagreement is even worth arguing. There's a statement variously attributed to Grotius, Augustine, the reformer Martin Luther, and the 17th century Lutheran reformer Rupertus Melendius. And the statement goes like this. In the essentials, unity. In the non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, love. With this in mind, one must decide just how important it is to argue an issue. Is the issue an essential on which we must agree in order to live and work together? Or is it a non-essential where we can have our own opinion and live just as happily as we can be together or work together? In light of this statement, however, the most important thing is that we offer to one another love. And we'll say more about this in just a moment. But at this point, decide if the agreement is even essential to working together and living together, and as such, is it even worth arguing? Another important perspective is to view every disagreement or argument as the debate of an issue rather than unhealthy conflict between people. Then I'd encourage you to separate the person from the issue. 
A person's opinion on a single matter does not define the whole of their being or their thinking. And disagreement on an issue need not define your relationship with the other person. Be loving toward the person. A disagreement with others is not wrong or inappropriate, but unloving attitudes and behaviors are. Along with love, bring to your conversation an attitude of humility. When some people hear the word humility, they think of a limp dishrag approach to life. I see humility as an appropriate estimation of who you are and who others are and living in light of it. In religious terms, humility is seeing God as who He is and seeing ourselves as who we are and living in light of that, which affects our relationships to others and our humility with others. Humility is manifest when you consider other people as more important than yourself, and you don't look out for your interests only, but for the interests of the other person as well. So in argument and disagreement, you would be looking out for the interest of that other person as well as your interests. Be charitable toward their position. In philosophy and rhetoric, the principle of charity calls on us to approach the other person's argument in the most rational way possible, considering its best and strongest interpretation. This is a little bit like giving benefit of the doubt. In an argument, you may hear someone say, well, that's just crazy, when really they've not thought through it. This is not charitable. It is important to bring to every disagreement or argument a calm and rational demeanor. If you can't do this at the time, take a break or a time out until you can. The defensive fight, flight, or freeze response that we have when we are defensive and protective is not calm and rational. You can cultivate and maintain a more ready and consistent expression of this through mindfulness meditation and breathing. And secondly, you can do this by realizing that you are responsible for your own emotions and for your own behavior. No one else makes you feel a certain way. You feel a certain way because of your own story that is framing the situation. I might also note with you there that if you are not calm and rational, it will only exacerbate the other person's anxiety in the situation. So you can de-escalate the situation by being calm and rational. And you'll get more done there and you will maximize your cognitive resources for the dialogue. Here's some techniques you can use, and if you're practicing the first one of these, the others will probably take care of themselves. When you enter into a disagreement or an argument, ask yourself these questions. Do I want to dialogue or control? Do I want to express my opinion and hear those of others? Do I want to be right and make others wrong? Dialogue is variously defined in participating in conversations in which you lower your biases to a degree that you can hear the other person's views as clearly as possible without the filters of your biases. It doesn't mean you're changing your mind. It simply means you set aside as much of your own filter as you can in order to hear the person with whom you're dialoguing, disagreeing, or arguing. William Isaac says that dialogue is a living experience of inquiry within and between people. That means that we're asking questions of ourselves and we're asking questions of others and we're learning in the process to come up with possibly something new. Rather than fighting to be right, dialogue is about working together to learn something new. This does not mean that you're positioning yourself to change your mind about fundamentals, though you may. It does mean that you're open to new ways of thinking. Adam Grant suggests that you should argue as if you are right and listen as if you are wrong and willing to change your mind. 
Also in the dialogue and the argument, listening is essential. Most of the time when we are carrying on disagreements, arguments, dialogue, we're actually loading up for the next volley rather than listening carefully. We're thinking about what we want to say instead of hearing clearly what the other person is saying. Listening is to be done with empathy. That is, with an understanding of what the other person is feeling. You may not share those feelings, since that is sympathy, but you do understand them. Perhaps you've experienced them before. Empathy is a competency of emotional intelligence that can be developed. Those with whom you are speaking are trying to do what every other person in the world is trying to do. They are trying to survive, be safe, belong, and be loved, as are you. In argument and disagreement, own your own thoughts. Avoid under-responsible statements that speak for no one. So instead of using the pronoun I, you might substitute it or some people or one, or include no pronoun reference at all. The ownership of the idea is left in question. Don't be under-responsible. And don't be over-responsible. Don't speak for others. Overly responsible statements, instead of using I messages, Substitute you, we, everybody, all, and it's frequently coupled with should and ought. Avoid being overly responsible. You can do this by simply using I messages. Avoid the perspective of good people and evil people in your disagreements and arguments. Just because you're disagreeing with another person does not make them evil and you good. Although there are good and evil people in the world, the person you're arguing with, just because they have a different opinion than you, does not make them evil and you good, and vice versa. It also does not make them wrong and you right, and vice versa. So again, back to Grant, argue as if you are right and listen as if you are wrong and willing to change your mind. As you're concluding your disagreement or argument, a good summary here is very helpful to acknowledge, well, here's where we couldn't get together, here's where we agreed, and here's what I've actually learned. Or you can say, here's what I'm working on or want to think more about in this process. And finally, I would tell you to keep the conversation open as appropriate. So many times we try to get everything done in one session of disagreement or argument. Keep the conversation open. Why? Because most of the time we need more thought time to process through. And when the emotions are lessened, we will do more of that kind of quality thinking. So when you're able to think later, you will actually be able to have more productive thoughts in some areas. So keep the conversation open where you can go back and visit that person, maybe even make an appointment to get back together, or get their permission to say, can we talk about this again? And then come back to the conversation and say, you know, I've been thinking about this and I wanted to talk a little bit more about this, if it's okay. Keep in mind that if you cannot disagree or argue in these ways, you make yourself irrelevant to most conversations and issues, since you're not positioned to contribute. You're positioned only to do battle and to be right. At True Course, we coach people regularly around these skills. If you'd like to talk more about this, or if we can join you on your quest to be more, see more, achieve more, and finish without regret, please contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.